Yeah, mild temperatures Thursday morning, and good morning to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. I'm Evan Bray as we make our way closer to the weekend, and these mild temperatures are continuing in and through the weekend. It's a little colder next week, which is okay. If you believe in the old in like a lion, out like a lamb, I always think get it over with. If we have to have a bad day on March 1st, get it over with so that we can move on to spring. And that's apparently what we're in for, an early spring this year. Well, we've got a full show today. I'm glad you're able to join us. Tom Korski, our good friend from Blacklocks Reporter, will be joining me this morning to pull apart the Arrive Can debacle. Will the RCMP investigate? Will anyone be charged? Is there a chance Canada's going to get some money back? We'll get his thoughts on those questions and a few more. Also, the Saskatchewan NDP has been very critical of the current trip that Premier Scott Moe is on. In India, NDP trade critic Alina Young will join me this morning. We'll talk a bit about that. Also, I want to ask her about their their feeling that they needed to distance themselves from the federal NDP and Charlie Angus's new bill. We'll talk that as well. And exciting conversation with Canada's first astronaut to fly to the moon, Jeremy Hansen. He is an impressive Canadian. We're going to talk mission, training, nerves one of the biggest flight of his life that's coming up this morning as well time now for the big talker let's get down to business shall we welcome let's begin the evan bray show the big talker well how much have we been talking about teachers and education over the last five six weeks at least and silent through this conversation has been the saskatchewan school boards association We've reached out on more than one occasion and been told, you know what, when negotiations are going on, we cannot comment on ongoing negotiations, which I understand and respect, but I've also been really interested in talking to them and finding out their perspective on the notion of classroom complexity and how it should be handled in the province. Well, Friday, they broke their silence. They issued a statement clarifying their stance on a number of issues and to dig into that a little bit more is Jamie Smith-Windsor, the president of the Saskatchewan School Boards Association, who joins me now by phone. Jamie, thanks so much for being here today. Well, thanks for having me, Evan. So, you know, this is one of those conversations I've actually been looking forward to having for quite some time. And, and I know we've reached out in the past and uh, the Saskatchewan School Boards Association has said, look, we can't get into discussions while bargaining is on. And, and I understand that. Then last week you decided to come out with a statement. What prompted that change? Well, first of all, I would say, uh, you know, we certainly respect the integrity of the bargaining process and our role in it, representing the 27 employers of teachers in this province. And at the beginning of bargaining, we agreed to those norms, um, and some of those norms include not bargaining uh, in the media. So I appreciate uh, that uh, we have been able to maintain that respectful uh, silence. Uh, I know you don't make a living off of that a kind of respectful silence, but uh, I do want to thank you for um, having us here to, today to talk about something uh, that is outside of bargaining and related to our news release last um, yeah last week. So uh, what we were uh, trying to communicate and trying to get across is that uh, this is what we see happening. We've got government recognizing the challenge that schools are complex places these days. The minister is committed to annual funding so that school boards can address complexity. School boards have committed to having teachers at both the local and the provincial level as an integral part of this work. And it's abundantly clear that teachers and families also want to see this work happen. 
So basically, it seems like we're all coming out and saying we see the issues, we acknowledge the issues, and we want to be part of the solution. So we presented a really thoughtful and reasonable solution with very clear roles for all the education partners. So government is ultimately responsible for the funding. Uh, That's their role. We can argue whether uh, 53.1 is the right amount or or not, but uh, it's a start. Provincially, we think there's a role for the SPF, the Ministry of Education, and the SSBA to work jointly to develop an accountability reporting framework to address class complexity. That's good work. Let's get started on that. And locally, we think there's a role for local boards, senior admin, and the voice of teachers through their local teacher associations. So we believe that decisions made closest to the classroom make a lot of sense, and that's why we've put uh, this forward as a a solution to create local plans to address class complexity. Jamie Smith-Windsor is my guest, the president of the Saskatchewan School Boards Association. So classroom size and complexity, and, and you basically just said it, it's it's kind of at the center of this discussion, and no one really seems to be disagreeing that it's an issue. The disagreement comes in how we handle it and where we handle it. Do you have an answer as to how you think, so clearly not in the collective agreement, but how this should be attacked and how this this big, very challenging and complex problem needs to be addressed? Uh, I, as an individual, do not have that plan, but there was a, a committee, and that's the Class Size and Composition Committee. It was established uh, to dig into this issue of class size and complexity in a collaborative way. And it basically brought together all of the education partners and research teams from Saskatchewan's two universities to come up with an action plan. Uh, so it came with, and that came with some resources. There was 40 million announced, uh, last year to hire teachers, education assistants, speech language, language pathologists, et cetera. And now we see that that funding has been annualized. So that commitment to ongoing funding for class size and complexity action planning is uh, is there and in place. So the key point here is that we already have co-created an action plan, and that's the right approach to addressing a very complex issue. Uh, so we needed a made-in-SASC action plan. We've got it. It's the culmination of really, really good work. Uh, and, you know, we've proposed an implementation strategy that provides meaningful engagement with all the partners, uh, and the boards are really committed to their role in that work as well. I, I mean, I really feel like that that point right there, the point about engagement, is something that we hear from certainly the STF. They don't feel as though their concerns are being heard. Frontline teachers have, of course, a front row seat to some of these challenges that are happening in the classroom. Um, is, is there a better way or can we do a better job of involving teachers in this process? Or do you think it's been adequate how it's been rolled out? Well, I think uh, teachers were uh, very much a part of that uh, that made in soft action plan uh, to address class complexity. And I think there is really good work in following through on that action plan. Uh, so, you know, we need to be cautious that, you know, that four years of great research and collaboration are now being replaced with, uh, you know, a push to get uh, this into uh, the provincial collective bargaining agreement. Uh, when we've done the work, we know uh, the direction that needs to be taken. And all that's left is to just continue to um, 
you know, follow through with the implementation of uh, empowering local communities to come together and meet the needs of their students in ways that make sense for each community. So locally developed plans need to reflect the diversity that exists in this province. Our urban, rural, and remote boards all have really, really unique needs, and those solutions need to be unique as well. Uh, so if you think about the diversity in Saskatchewan, there are uh, you know, rural communities that exist in service deserts, meaning that school is the one-stop shop for youth services. There are remote schools in Saskatchewan that are trilingual. Many communities have uh, chronic vacancies in mental health professionals, psychologists, psychiatrists, you know, those community uh, supports. And some communities are growing, some are declining, some communities have 30% child poverty rate, some communities are experiencing high rates of suicide. Other communities have been magnets for specialized programs for high-quality, inclusive education that are really designed to meet the needs of students with complex needs. So that's why we need a community-by-community, school-by-school, student-by-student approach uh, to addressing class complexity. Jamie Smith-Windsor is my guest, president of the Saskatchewan School Boards Association. So in my conversations with the STF president, Samantha Beacott, she has talked about the fact that she feels education is woefully underfunded in the province. I actually at one time accused her of doing the work of school boards, right? Fighting for funding to deal with these complex challenges. I, I feel like that does rest on the shoulders of school boards and school divisions. Do you feel like the province properly funds education? Yeah, I think uh, some of the issues that we're seeing and we're having conversations about and we're hearing about in, in that public dialogue is recognition that there are symptoms of underfunding of education in this province. We have been uh, explicit about that in our post-budget reactions, that we have concerns about the erosion of uh, public education in Saskatchewan by underfunding. We also uh, meet regularly with the minister. I know boards of education uh, continuously meet with uh, their MLAs and the minister of education and, you know, are sharing similar uh, kinds of messages that we really need to be uh, moving towards a place where education is seen as an investment in the province of Saskatchewan, where we have predictable, sustainable, transparent, uh, adequate funding and you know, uh, we've been asking for uh, just the basics, uh, you know, to cover inflation, to cover enrollment, and then also uh, to be able to have some investment to be able to uh, address unique community needs. So uh, we only have about a minute and a half left, so just a couple quick questions. Jamie, do you, do you think we need to go back to allowing boards and divisions to have impact on mill rate adjustments uh, and more control over funding? Well, it's true that boards lost the, uh, you know, that ability, ability a number of years ago. It's also true that we still play a really important role in allocating resources locally and keeping decisions and spending dollars closest to the classroom. I would love to move back to a place where uh, boards could uh, set the mill rate. I wonder if there's a conversation where we can uh, maybe influence uh, how the mill rate is is set or maybe have a conversation about multi-year funding. Uh, the minister, both uh, the minister uh, previous and, and the current minister, have invited uh, proposals and further conversation around 
uh, education funding and how to um, how to address uh, the sustainability of our education system, and we're more than willing to uh, present some uh, thoughts and ideas around that. Uh, welcome that conversation for sure. I'm probably about to ask you a final question that you need more than 30 seconds to answer, but uh, a battle like we're seeing playing out in the province uh, has to hurt relationships, and when the dust settles and a deal is struck, relationships are going to be important between you and the province, between you and the STF and the teachers. How do you ensure that doesn't fracture beyond the point of reparation? So for school boards, this isn't at all a political um, issue. It's not about picking sides at all. The only winner that uh, exists in this whole relationship needs to be students. And so we've tried to present a pathway to uh, dealing with and addressing class complexity that puts students first, and I think that focus is helpful. Um, Full respect for uh, the profession of teaching and the relationships uh, that uh, sustain a strong publicly funded education system that includes um, teachers and, um, and our government so uh, hoping that we can move forward in collaboration together. Jamie, thanks so much for your time today. You bet. Thanks, Evan. Jamie Smith-Windsor, president of the Saskatchewan School Boards Association, the missing link in the conversation that we've been having on education and funding, and we very much appreciate them taking the time to break that silence and uh, join us on the show and add another important perspective to how we're navigating what we're seeing in front of us right now in terms of education and a challenge in the province. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Appreciate having Jamie Smith-Windsor, president of the Saskatchewan School Boards Association, who just joined us. If you missed it, the points she made basically were this. Classroom complexity is a big issue, but doesn't belong in a collective agreement. Number two, the province is underfunding education. She did, clearly doesn't think 53.1 mil to deal with classroom complexity is enough. Number three, school boards are committed to having both teachers and families involved in a conversation that finds a sustainable solution. And number four, she would like to see the boards have more control over the influence of the mill rate or at least more say in the allocation of funding. Basically, sums up what we heard from the Saskatchewan School Boards Association. As I've said before, we've been really wanting to hear from them, and so I appreciate the fact that she was able to join me on the show this morning. Well, something else we've been talking a lot about is this whole Arrive Can thing. $60 million of your money blown, basically wasted, not held accountable, a whole bunch of problems. If there's one person I would love to hear an opinion on when it comes to this, it's Tom Korski, and he is our guest next on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.